When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Junktown AFL Podcast, around 9, 2019. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who this week was kicked out of the screening of the Adam Goods doco. It's Adam Rosenbach. Ah, uh, g'day, Michael. Um, it's huge. People want to see this documentary and I was asked to one of the uh, very rare screenings that's been happening. Yep. Uh, Gillian McLaughlin was there. Shout out to a bunch of AFL officials, I believe. Yes, they were all there. The you know everyone everyone wanted to see what is going to be coming out. And CEOs so were there. Probably members of the board were there. The old guy from the Swansea was there. Everyone was there. It, it was a who's who of football, and of course, as you can imagine, I, w- I w- was invited. Mm, very kind. And was asked to leave just shortly before the end of the docker. So I don't know. I don't know how it ends. I've no idea how this thing plays. I out. won't spoil it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but tell me if this is wrong. So I was up the back and I uh, had my little video camera set up. And so I was filming it. Oh, Adam. Because I wanted to I wanted to show it to the people before. Because this release date, people really want to see it. And I thought, well, there's only one way to do that. And that's to bootleg it. Adam, you're not going to bootleg, bootleg the Adam Goods doco, really? Yeah, so I, I taped it and I tried to sell it on the weekend. You're I, incorrigible. I went to the, uh, I'd made a few DVD copies. Mm-hmm. And I went to the Collingwood game on Saturday, and I thought <laughs> I'll unload them there, even though it's not the full uh, doco. People get the gist of it. Yes, and I fucking didn't sell any. Like I printed off because uh, I got a huge printing press at my house for DVDs, and I burnt. I still have a DVD burner. Really? I burnt over a million copies of it. No way. It, it took a long time to do it, and uh, I didn't sell one. No one wanted to buy it. Did you go onto that bit where Eddie sits, sits and yeah. drive with the family? Did you go up in front of the boys? And I was walking around, and instead of hot pies, I was just yelling out, bootleg DVDs, <laughs> get your bootlegs, get your Adam's do- Goods doco. <laughs> Not a one. Didn't sell any. So it was just a fucking waste of time. I want to see a, a doco about Eddie watching that doco. That's what oh. I want to see. I want to be a fly on the wall when he, he puts that in the DVD player. So someone filming him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that, that's a and big put it, thing you, on So YouTube, you have to film and it? you put him in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, react, reactions. Reaction video. Yeah, you put yeah. Eddie's face in the corner and just gradually watch it get, you know, sadder and sadder and sadder and sadder. And just uh, him calling out to Carla, going, Carla, you got to come in and watch this bit. Yeah. Check out this bit. Oh, that didn't go well for me. <laughs> Fuck that's not good. Hey, Carl, look at me apologising. <laughs> hey? yeah. And then watch me apologising again, yeah. Carl. Hey, hey, Carl. Hey, Carl. I'm about to do the third apology. <laughs> it's going to be an issue. No, no, it's not a good to this one. No, there's, there's a whole different issue. When, when does it come out? Uh, I believe it's going to screen at the Sydney Film Festival. I think maybe June or July. Okay, cool. I think. It will maybe. be a fascinating documentary to watch. Yeah, yeah, it will and, be. And there's two of them as well. Oh, they're dueling documentaries. Yeah, there's a, second, there's a secondary one. Yeah, gotcha. Um... And uh, um, Eddie has come out and said that, you know, he's good, he's happy that the documentaries are out, mm-hmm. even though, you know, he gets flayed in both of them. Yeah. So it starts the conversation. So it's actually, see, so good has come of what he did. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil it for people, but uh, in the end, Australia's racist. So go fuck yourself if you booed Adam Goods. Well, there is that. Mm. Do you think people will go along to get offended by it? 
Are people going to be that stupid? To go out of their way to... To go out of the way and just go, oh, I fucking hate this guy. And then to try yeah, and you sure, know, get, sure. their, get their point proved even more as to why they hate him. Or... Do you think there are many people like that who maybe go to high-end film festivals around the world just to watch Just to hate on stuff? Yeah. No, I, I honestly think they couldn't be fucked. Do but you think... they'll... You know what? They'll hate it without having seen it. Do you think the dude's in there with like a Collingwood duffel jacket on? Like, do, you, do, you, do you see many of them when you go down to your local fringe festivals or your local... Uh, Look, I, I, don't book... go to, I don't go to myth that what, often, to... but when I do... Writers' festivals, do you see many guys in the back corner with a... You know, Jaden Stevenson jumper on. Well, that's how they get their, their uh, depth of knowledge. Because if they're going to be racist and they want to do all the research about it. So I, I do believe. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I must say, Carlton's effort uh, da, yesterday. Da, da, what, what team do you think da, da, I should barrack for when Carlton uh, kicked da, da, out of the comp? Da, da, da. The new one in Tasmania. Can you hold on that long? I don't think so. So okay, let's let's go through it. Okay, no it massive it, weekend, massive week. Actually, Carlton fucked up my multi. Did I tell you that? You had a multi. You I had a bet. I had a massive multi going. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Oh okay. What what? <laughs> who did you load up on? So I loaded up on Man City. Uh-huh. I was going to make an absolute fucking packet on this shit. Okay, six yep. 0 against Watford. Okay, yep. it never happened. I don't think never ever happened before. I big I win that big. Yep. Loaded up on that because I had inside information. Uh, a lot of inside information, actually, from the Watford guys, actually, because I was chatting to them during the week. Okay. And they said, though, I said to them, do you, do you think you're going to lose 6-0? Yeah. And they got really kind of sad. And so, to make them feel better, I just gave them a, I gave them a bit of money. And I said, you know, are you, are you sure you're going you're gonna to lose 6-0? And, yeah. And they felt better when I kept on saying, give them more money and more money and more money. And said, so you're really going to lose 6-0? Wow. And then I went in on um, Coalition to win government. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Had my sources. I uh, had a lot of inside information, mainly from the people who wrote the headlines for um, News Corp newspapers around okay. the country. Yep. It's and almost like they wanted Scott Morrison it, to win. It was working out a treat. Saturday, yep. Saturday night into into Saturday night. And then my final bit, I was really going to towel up. I was going to make an absolute... Don't look at me like that. I was going to look in the way where it's going. I was going to make so much money because uh, I put it all on um, uh, Carlton having uh, three goals at halftime. And you had two. So fuck Carlton, mate. I lost a lot of money. Mate, we kicked three goals in the third quarter. Did you see that? We exploded. It's a shootout. We, uh, that was one of the most disappointingly embarrassing games I've ever uh, unfortunately witnessed. Mm. All over by the 20-minute mark of the first quarter. That's pretty rare in a game of footy, but it was 7-1 to, I think, 1-1 at that stage. And where did you head to watch it? I went to the, the Rose in Fitzroy. In friend of the show? Yes. and Like-minded people there? <laughs> a couple of people rocked up early on. There were people in like full Carlton outfits, like wearing Carlton jumpers, uh, scarves, the works, and they were very vocal because we got the first goal. Yeah, yeah. Here so, we go. You know, big H. Everything's turning up Carlton. Yeah, so we're on fire. And then uh, within 18 minutes later, we were six goals down. Mm-hmm. And everyone had gone quiet. Like, there was no one was paying attention to the footy anymore. Conversations were being had. It was just like the footy happened to be on. In the background. But no one was... Uh, so when did you begin it. to drift out of the uh, uh, scene? Quarter time. It was all over. Like if, if I was at the game, I probably would have left at quarter time. I would have liked the idea that you travelled to Sydney mm. and then left at quarter time to, to come Western back. Sydney. Well, I reckon I would have because you, you want to beat the traffic. You want to beat the 9,000 people out of there. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like just... 
we push Collingwood for three quarters and then we do that. And, you know, GWS were always going to come out firing. Yes. Hawthorne smashed them last week. We pants them, Adam, embarrassed them. Embarrassed on, the, on, them. on the grandest stage of them all, the MCG. The MCG, they can't win at the G, but fuck, they can win at Giant Stadium. Yes. And they just did a number on the Blues. The Blues were fucking horrific. Mm. Although, you know, we were missing Liam Jones, so let's not... Because uh... you had that thing where you played us and everyone's thinking, I oh, hear it's going, it's beginning to happen. Then yeah. you, they fell over again. What did you do last week? Was last week Collingwood. Okay? We pushed Collingwood for three you quarters. You did, you did. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a yo-yo, mate. You're a yo-yo. And then... But our, our, our good yo is really good. Mm-hmm. But our bad yo... It's really bad. All bad. That's like, you know, when you have a yo-yo and you smash it into the ground and all the bits fly off and you yep. just like fucking ruin the yo-yo. Yeah, you're not walking the dog, you're flogging a dead horse. Yeah, we're doing around the world and it's hit someone in the face and it's fucking your parents have taken the yo-yo off you. Yeah. But, um, and so what do you think happens now? How safe can Brennan Bolton be now? I imagine he will coach out the year, but he will not be our coach next year mm-hmm. unless they get to six or seven wins. So that means we have to win pretty much half our games for the remainder of the season. Yeah. And I can't see that happening. So and he's, a, he's dead man walking. You, you can't have performances like that. And can you clean out anymore, though? Well, no, that's the thing. We are in the, the uptick of a full rebuild. So mm-hmm. you would hope that... See, the, the, the thing about it is we're supposed to be on the same trajectory as Brisbane. Yeah. And maybe a year behind them. So this is the year. Like Brisbane went, I think Brisbane were one and eight or one and nine at the start of last year, and then won like five or six towards the end. Yeah, yeah. And so you would hope that Carlton are on the same sort of trajectory, but we're not. We're, yeah, we're more embarrassing than that. Yeah, Brisbane weren't embarrassed. There were moments when probably under the Leper era, maybe the Brisbane were embarrassing. Yeah, but that's when they started their rebuild. Yeah. Pretty much same, maybe a year in front of us. Yeah. And so, technically, Carlton should win the next, uh, you know, should win five or six of the next 12. Yeah, like, the reality is there are a lot of players at Carlton who wouldn't get a game with the university at now. And, and, that's, well, considering, I take at that. and that's considering the condition the university players are in now. I, I take offence at that. We have a lot of young players who are no fucking good. Yeah, I knew you guys were in trouble. But did you like the election, though? Because at least uh, some Blues won a contest. <laughs> Tell you what, if you were I knew a, Carlton was in trouble when their five-year plan was just about franking credits. Yeah. If you're a Labor voting Carlton fan, you've had a fucking rough weekend. Yeah. Um, I've got more support in the board of Newspol than I do of Carlton. What about your poxy team? Belle Gibson did more to earn her money than the Carlton list. How's Belle Gibson? She lost all her money. Uh, she lost all her money on... She had a sports bet account. <laughs> did she really? Yeah. <laughs> she said that in the in the, in the What, was she case. betting on like, uh, will, I get, will I get time? No, she, she bet on... I think she went all in and uh, she had a bet on the fact that she had cancer. Oh, really? She and took she, a punt? She, yeah, she blew... So it's a vibe. There yeah. was a box with a light in it. It told yeah. me I did. She blew all her uh, all her cash on that. Yeah, but she got a sugar daddy who runs like a... Taking her overseas and stuff like that. But I she doesn't so. know what he does for a living and doesn't really know his name. You don't ask too many questions. She didn't, <laughs> she didn't ask too many questions when she had cancer. Oh, it's fine when someone hands me a plane ticket. I'm like, oh, I don't know who you are, but yeah. you're, you're a gentleman and a scholar. I don't need a background about it. But who... Okay, who... If Carlton did get rid of Brendan Bolton, who do you go to? Because there was a, an article this week that said that uh, there's a whole bunch of assistant coaches mm. who've done the Level 4 um, coaching Holy. program. Holy shit. And that's the only way you can be a coach these days. You've got to do Level 4, Michael. You've got to do Level 4. If you've done Level 3, forget about it. I level believe, four. Is it, am I right that you actually have to have at least some kind of accreditation, accreditation before you can coach now? This no. is the, kind of the James Heard rule, isn't it? Oh, see, I didn't think that was a thing. I think I thought it was up to the club whether or not they wanted you. Yeah, I'm not like totally if they sure. Took a punt. Like you or I could coach if Carlton wanted us to. Well, we're probably not far from you know doing a better job. 
So the, the, the ones that are in the running are You're Craig You're not laughing Jennings. at them. You should be laughing at these things. They're hilarious. It's, it's very fucking hurtful. <laughs> the ones that are in the running are Craig Jennings from Melbourne, Ashley Hansen, and Daniel G and Syracuse, who are at the Western Bulldogs, David Teague, who is at Carlton. You're fucking kidding me, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. We need to get another Carlton boy in there, yeah. Yeah. Ashley Prescott, who's at the Gold Coast, and Henry Playfair from uh, St Kilda. And Nathan Jones has come out and said that Craig Jennings from uh, Melbourne is actually a really good... Um, well, he endorsed him. He said he's a really good assistant coach. So he said strategy coordinator. Yeah, he said he is the best, or certainly one of the best minds in footy I've ever seen. And Nathan Jones has seen a lot of good minds. He saw, he's seen Mark Neal. I saw Mark Neal come through. Yeah, so he, he's had, you know, he's been able to compare with the best. He says he's quite quirky in the way he teaches and educates players. And this is a ringing endorsement here. He said it is quite refreshing the way he formulates meetings with different anecdotes. Different anecdotes. So he doesn't run the same anecdote again. No, no. Like he doesn't go, hey, remember that time I uh, went to the Gold Coast and like fuck we've heard that he's got he's got different anecdotes he's got a whole bunch of stuff mate how is that that jokes everything you know a, a Irishman Englishman Australian in a bar that's what a level that, 4 that's a way to kick off a meeting that's what a level 4 program brings to you and anything, anything that ends in the punch, punchline of two dogs fucking yeah it's a winner didn't say that coming <laughs> fucking Craig Jennings he keeps these meetings lively but how's this for a ringing endorsement Nathan Jones says I was a huge fan of the way he approached AFLX. Well, you take that back, Adam Rosenbox, because they actually won their version of AFLX that year, Melbourne. So, he's, he's 1-0 when it comes to, you know, taking out flags. Fuck, that's a good point, isn't yeah. it? The one chance he had, he, he, he won it. says the way he sees the game tactically in particular and the way he reads trends is fantastic. Mm. So, that can be like football trends, but also trends outside as well. Fashion. Like, he was on fidget spinners way before anybody else. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. They just walked into the... A great anecdote as well. Yeah. When you come into a meeting, you go, oh, what's that? What is what's that? that? Twirling Spinning lively thing? in his hands. It's that twirling is, mate. Look at this. In a month's time, yep. every five-year-old will want one. I call this the spinny spin machine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Other <laughs> people call it Should the fidget it. spinners. Yeah. Uh, oh, Brett Ratton's probably the name I reckon I'm picking at the minute That's the name I am picking You think he's going to go back to Carlton? Well, that's uh, that's actually that's a bit I forgot But yeah um, <laughs> The bit that we got rid of him Mate, Carlton finished ninth that year that we got rid of him And got rid of him We'd be fucking wrapped with ninth Yeah, then so what did Brett Ratton do wrong that year? Uh, they, Had you made finals the year before? Yes Yeah the pretty much the reason he lost because we went down to the Gold Coast, who may have been in their second season. That That's year. right. He lost, and he walked back into the rooms and said, "You've lost my job, basically." Yeah, hmm. yeah, I've lost it, and uh, and because we finished ninth, and Carlton are only now nine places off ninth. What do you think they teach in a level four? What do you get for your money in a level four? That's like, a really good. I'd point. like to know. It's like, what's one, two, three, and four, and why can't they teach what they teach in one, two, three, four in one course? Maybe just go for a bit longer. Or can you only get to level four once you've been an assistant coach for a few years? So you get the on-the-ground coaching. Oh, and then you have to go back into top-up. Yes. So they say to you, hey, you know how you've been coaching at the highest level in the country? Almost highest. Second highest level. But if you're coaching, if you're coaching at an AFL club, and you may be the strategy coordinator, but you're still doing it, they go, hey, you know how you know how it works in an AFL club. Why don't you come to a meeting and sit in the theatre for a little bit and take a few notes from maybe someone who's never yeah. done that? Instead of asking the coach, yeah. like say you're Sam Mitchell. Or going to talk to other coaches and saying from other clubs, hey, yeah. what do you think of this? Yeah, so say you're Ashley Hanson or Daniel, Daniel the, G in Syracuse. By the way, we're going to charge you for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to make a fortune. Rather than you guys asking Luke Beveridge how does he do certain mm. coaching things, we'll come into a classroom yeah. and we'll tell you what Bevo's doing. Yeah, yeah. They go, but we can ask Bevo. They go, no, 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 no. That, that's ridiculous. It's too easy. Yeah, that's it's just too dumb. Easy, you won't get your level four certificate. 
So that means if you go to their house, do they have like a level four coaching certificate on, on the, the wall? wall? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's bloody fuck. A little bit of a graduation thing? Do all the players have to go? Young people these days, everybody gets a bloody, bloody level four coaching certificate. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Let's look at the clubs outside the eight, Michael, because we know every team that's in the eight uh, are pretty much teams that you would expect, except for the Brisbane Lions. They're sitting mm-hmm. fourth, which I don't think anyone pre-season would have predicted that. Yes, I would have had. Probably most people would have had them knocking on the door of the eight, but maybe not this year exactly. So I wouldn't. Have, I would have even had them in the front yard, about to go to the door, but not knocking on the door. Okay, would they be getting the mail for you just like to you know show that they're a, a bit of bit of promise to them yes I, yeah you go oh, fucking you, you guys are really nice but they're not knocking on the door okay there's a few team a few people in front of them they go i'll wait for those guys to knock on the door the dog is yapping they're a bit bit concerned they don't want to come in yeah mm. but um, they need to get a bit older and a bit tougher learn t- a bit more tell you what they're fucking they've broken and entered through a window do they their level fucking... four uh player certificate yeah they're sitting fourth they're going really nicely and the other team so we've got geelong geelong collingwood for me they're the two that i would say at this stage would be playing off for the grand final. Yeah, seems fair. Uh, GWS, if they could win in Melbourne, you yep. would think that they would be thereabouts. Brisbane Lions, I guess, you know. They'd... Could be a fairy tale, Adam. That would be amazing. Could be it? a fairy tale. Yeah. Then you've got West Coast and Richmond in uh, fifth and sixth. Then Adelaide and Port. Ooh, showdown at seven and eight. Yeah, not quite a showdown final yet, but we could yes. get one at some stage. So then outside the eight, you've got Frio, Essendon. Hawthorne, Western Bulldogs and St Kilda all on four wins. Mm-hmm. So who of that do you think could go into the eight? Now, I'm saying I would say Hawthorne, no. No, I would say no as well. You've been very disappointing uh, over the last three or four weeks. Yeah, we showed a bit against the Giants, but yeah, we've lost a few close ones. Look, I mean, I'm not blaming the umpires, but the umpires. Uh, but no, we're not quite up to it at the minute. You got quite easily beaten yesterday by Richmond, didn't you? Yeah, we were even to about just after half time. Yep. Um, and then they kicked off, yeah. That's the thing. You're close, but you're not quite there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, and But Frio sitting ninth, I'm, I'm surprised by that. They will have a whole bunch of home games as well. So can they can they get into the eight, Fremantle? I would reckon it's out of Fremantle and Essendon. At See, the I would say Essendon could come in because Essendon's best is quite good. Mm-hmm. But then they also, they're a little bit yo-yoing. They're not as yo as Carlton. Yeah, fair enough. They played each other this week, Freo and Essendon. I'm going to go with Freo by the fact that they're going to get a lot of games in Perth. Okay. But, I, I, sorry, I've, they're the possibilities of going in. Yep. But I don't think they're better than any of the teams currently in the eight. But what do you think? But Freo, I mean, in, okay, the first game the Freo played against North Melbourne, they kicked 150 points or thereabouts. And ever since they've just gone into, you know, typical Ross Lyon, 70 points a game. I think they only kicked 58 perhaps on the weekend against Essendon. Ben Dixon came out and said that uh, the way that they are playing it's has been disgraceful. disgraceful. Now that is fucking throwing down the gauntlet. You. If Ben Dixon is still alive in a few weeks' time, yeah, yeah. I'll be a very surprised man. I'd be happy to know if he said that actually to Russ Lyon's face. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to resume it was on his pod. But uh, yeah, strong words. So they were frustrating Dower game style. Called for them to follow the blueprint they laid out, laid out in that win when they had the good win. So there's a win against uh, the Giants in Canberra, which nobody expected them to do. They were attacking, played corridor footy, and you know they won it really well. And then since that, they're lucky to score 60 points a game. You don't call Ross Lyon disgraceful and get away with it, you I don't You don't fucking think. do that. No, he's going to wake up with a horse's head in his bed. Yeah. It's Some, a dangerous thing to do. A dead fish in the mail. Yeah. Something's going to happen to Ben Dixon. I'm worried. Let's go. Let's 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 hide him somewhere no one think they can find him. It may be a... Um, Carlton forward line. <laughs> hey. Bang. Hey. Um, also, the downturn of the Hawks means that 
probably unlikely, I reckon, that Big Ruff will get in. Unless he starts pulling out exceptional performances in the twos, just by the fact they're probably going to go, well, we don't see you in the next premiership, as they like to talk about. Yep. Maybe give him a farewell game or something. How did Mitchell Lewis go on the weekend? I can't remember off the top of my head. You know, his... Question without notice, Adam. Come I'm on. I'm very sorry. Did you know that uh, when they got rid of... Uh, Sam Mitchell and Jordan Lewis, mm. and then they picked up a man called Mitchell Lewis. They did, and then people told me that they have numbers three and five, and he wears number eight. That's incredible. <laughs> so it's just things like that. It's you a just, small world, yeah, isn't it, Adam? Yeah, I, I love when I get quirky little things like that. It's every um, now and then you hear that, do you think to yourself, <laughs> football is a funny game. It is a really funny game. Just little <laughs> things like that. They're very quirky. But uh, the Gold Coast Suns actually went after Jared Roughhead to play this season. They did. They put a bit of a Luke Hodge-style stunt. Stewie Doo said he made a few calls. Uh, one to Domino's, one to Pizza Hut, and yep. then Jared Ruffett. <laughs> that joke! And he um, said he asked, you know, just asked the question about whether he'd want to come up. I think Ruffy's line's always been like, I don't want to go to Queensland because I'm a redhead and stuff like that. That's yep. usually the, the straight bat that he's played. Um, but he, yeah, they, they dialed it up and, yeah, Ruff said no. Because there was a bit of speculation at the end of the year. Uh, would he stay on? Would he go to another club as Hawthorne has been wanting to do? Clarko said it was kind of on him whether he wanted to stay or wanted to go. Yep. So I think maybe Eakin out one, unless he probably starts kicking, you know, a lot of fives and sixes. How did he go on the VFL at yeah, the weekend? He had eight touches, I think, one goal. Okay, so that's not going to help his cause. It's not going to jump straight back But in. I reckon actually he would have been quite good for the Suns. And I know, you know, and, and the way that he, you know, proved himself as a coach a couple of weeks ago in the VFL when he was coaching Ruben Williams in the back line. Definitely. And I think that uh, he won't be at Hawthorne next year. Do you think he goes somewhere else to help out? I doubt it. I doubt it by the fact if he's not firing, if he can't get an actual game, yes, like it'd okay. be a bit of a liability to pick him up. Um, Would he be a great assistant coach? I wonder. I actually don't really know a great deal about uh, Ruffy's coaching aspirations. I figure he's pretty much of a lock to get a sweet media job, don't you think? Yeah, I would have thought so. He's very well liked, isn't he? And he's like the go-to guy for, you know, any kind of interview. Yep. You know, he can do funny, he can do serious, all that kind of stuff. See, I would actually quite like, and I know he's part of your uh, succession plan at Hawthorne, but I would actually quite like Sam Mitchell at Carlton. Well, you never know, man. Because he's a, you know, he's obviously got a good football brain mm. and he's a complete nut of cunt. <laughs> and I think that as a coach, that's what Carlton probably needs at the moment. Someone to make the hard calls yep. and go, you, you shit, go back to the twos. I don't care who you are. Well, I think it was even your footy manager, uh, Brad Lloyd. Yep. Is that right? And he was saying, you guys need a bit more mongrel. Need yes. a bit of crash and bash, mate. Well, because Shane uh, Sausage's Mumford uh, cannoned into Mark Murphy and sent him to hospital. And no one came back at him? Well, no one came back at him, but he said, we just wish that someone we had someone doing that at our club. Yeah, gotcha. you know, going really rough and you know make it, you know what players walk taller around around mummy. Well, because he's 135 kilos. Yeah, and also you don't want to get him offside because then he won't help you out on the end of season football trip. I'll tell you what, it's not easy getting to 135 kilos when you're snorting lines that size <laughs> because that 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 would have suppressed his appetite for about six months. Yeah, you don't see too many uh, like uh, you know very solid people out in the street going, oh mate, you got one mate. No, no, they're not eating they're not eating 35 sausages in one sitting. <laughs> Now, did you you didn't see the West Coast Melbourne game on the weekend, did you? I did not see that one. No. What are, what are your thoughts on Nathan Vardy uh, pushing push. Maxi Gormley laid on the ground? So, uh, Flying Ryan has taken a taking hanger a big over mark. Him. Big Maxi's lying on the ground. Daniel Rioli, no, uh, what's the Rioli at um, West Coast? Willie. Willie Rioli came up, rubbed his head. I fucking hate the head rub. Yeah, yeah, it's so demeaning, isn't it? 
It really is. Can you just bring your head over here? I just want to rub your head. Oh my god! I, I've told this story before on the potty, but when Declan Fay rubbed my head at the uh, at a Hawthorne semi prelim final, I think I nearly was, decked him. It was really really close. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it was like, and he could see that. He's like, yeah, I, sh- I, shouldn't, I shouldn't have done have, that. Shouldn't have rubbed your head. Which game was that? Which one were you out? I reckon it was the uh, the Adelaide one where Kurt Tippett played really uh, well. Ah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, we just won. Yeah, and I may have been supporting Adelaide because yeah, sure. I hate you. You might have gotten Declan's face for about three and a half quarters. Yes, and then when he gave it back to you, yeah. you probably got what you deserved. <laughs> it's not the point. But then. Nathan Vardy came in and, like, while Gorn was laying on the ground, shoved him. Shoved him, yeah. Gave him a bit of a shove and a bit of a spray. And yeah. everyone sort of come out and gone against it. I don't mind that. I say, when a player's down, you fucking sink the boots in. I'm actually a bit disappointed he didn't drop the knees on him. Yeah. There's a good chance for that, and isn't it? And did that pretend kind of, like, oh, no, I tripped. Oh, I tripped over my, my boots. Over. Oh, yeah. oh, I need you in the, in the pancreas. Oh, yeah. sorry, Max. Got your kidneys. And then stand up with your face, with your boot on his face. Yeah. Get up, rake your face, rake your boot across his face. I don't see. I, don't, I do see room for that in that game, Adam. I don't think there's enough of it. And I think it should be encouraged. Bruce McAvaney cracked it. He was angry. Yeah. yeah, he used strong words. I can't remember what they were now. They weren't delicious, but he said that. Uh, he said uh, Vardy had been. You he know, said, "I hate that." He hates that. I hate it. Bruce doesn't hate anything. But he said that uh, Vardy had been strongly defeated by Max Gorn. Yeah, he's been touched up. Yeah, it was a bit of a, t- a temper tantrum, wasn't it? Yeah. But also, yeah, it's a bit petty when you've been. Taken to the cleaners. Yeah. And then when someone's in a vulnerable position like that, and you just go, yeah, take that. Like, it doesn't show anything, doesn't prove anything. I think it shows you're a bit of a fucking hero. <laughs> like, you've taken advantage of someone's in a vulnerable position, and you go, fuck, here's my chance. Okay. It's, it's perfect bullying. Is this uh, maybe a little uh, new don't, area of the Hall of Fame, a wing that we can put in there? Yeah. Don't pick on the strong. Go for the weak. Go for the, go for the small people. Yeah. I remember Paul Poapolo telling me years ago, I had dinner with him. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who paid. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, uh, but he told a story about how he uh, got in a scuffle with um, Aaron Sanderlands. Really? Yeah, yeah. So he said he had a bit of a scuffle with a Freo player. Uh-huh. And he said from the angle that Sanderlands was at, it would have looked like Paul had done something, like thrown a punch or gone high or something, yep. which he actually hadn't. But he said, I could tell from the angle that he didn't quite see the full thing. So he like, said, Aaron Sanderlands comes running towards him. He's like... Oh, fuck, here we go. Because <laughs> that would be, like, what, 35 centimetres? He said, That's a foot. He said Sanderlands was on his knees and he was still taller than Paul. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But imagine that when you are, you know, oh, it doesn't matter, like, heck, my size. I think we're about three inches bigger than Poppy probably. Yeah. But, um, actually, we'll make it five. Yeah. But uh, if you just see, see Mummy just coming towards you or Sanderlands coming Sandy. towards you, you'd just be like, oh, fuck, how do I get out of this? What do you do? You've got to, like... Because to even jumper punch him, you've got to reach up. So yeah. you're a foot above your head. You're not going to have any power in that jumper punch. You need to get like the chair that it. the ball boy uses, ball boy and ball girl use when they're sitting by the um, behind the goal umpire. Yep. You need to get that, get them to bring that chair up yeah, yeah. so you can get on that and you can try and at least try and jumper punch them. Or get a, get on a, play, a teammate's shoulders. Or do you go full psycho? So you kind of match their, you match their size with yeah. your psychoness. Because yeah. no one can handle a psycho. Yeah, with well, someone who's clearly snapped. Mm. Top off, straight away, top yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, here sure, we go. that's given. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, that's what you do on the train. Yeah, you probably take off the strapping too. You yeah. just go, wait, 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 wait. If you're Chris Jarder, it would take him about an hour and a half. Yeah. But you just go, wait, 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 rip off the strapping. No, 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 I'm still going to get you. Still going to get you. Rip off the strapping. And then where do you, where's your first punch to? Straight, like, solar plexus? Do you wind him? Do you... Because you, you can't name in the balls. Well, I was going to say, if you're a low dog, you might as well do that. It's just a, it's a, just a jab to the balls, isn't I it? I think so, yeah. Or if it may be in Poppy's case, it's a headbutt. Just right at the bottom. Yeah. Just fucking, <laughs> just teeth straight to left scrotum, bang. You're into it. Hey, um, 
There was something I found interesting about Ross Lyon as well, Adam. What do you got? In that he was talking about the Frio goal-kicking woes. Okay. I didn't realise they had woes. I thought they had scoring woes, but is it down to their kicking Yeah, woes? he wants to improve their kicking skills uh-huh. and obviously their goal shooting. And he says, suggested that they practice in their own time. What? If that's what it takes to get up to the required standard. So he said to the Freo players, hey, well, maybe I can find the quote. Um, players, players need to work on their routine midweek. It's hard to get time. Sometimes they've got to find their own time to work on their craft. I didn't know AFL players have been paid by the hour. But can't so, he, if, if there's an issue in, the, in, in that part of their game, mm-hmm. rather than him going, hey... Uh, let's all practice kicking backwards for half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you allocate that time? Because they all know, clearly they know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Clearly they know how to press and not score. Yep. How about as he just goes, fuck, when we do get down there, eventually, our players are missing. Is Rossi going maybe, well, I think it's more kicking overall. So goal kicking as well is part of it. But he's, uh, is Rossi kind of going like, we spend four and a half days working on our handball. Yep. Maybe it's an odd idea that we maybe do that in reverse, do four and a half days of kicking. But they have to do that in their own time. All well, he's saying, he's saying if they want to get better, they have to find time. Maybe, what the fuck are they doing? They have to kind of go to footy training for 10, 12 hours. Yep. And then... Stay around? And kick in the dark? And they go, or, do, or they have to do it at home in the backyard. Yeah, but see that... Because they do have a pretty, pretty nice complex where they can go and kick a football. Well, that's true. But if you're doing it in the backyard... Can you get 40 metres away? Like, how big is your backyard? Yeah, like you'd have you, to have a nice yard, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, you're going to have two perfect trees set up at the right distance. Yes. Because like, you go, oh, mate, I can nail it in my backyard. And I can it, kick it from the driveway. And it'd be little chipping kicks too. Like, you, you wouldn't want to put it over the neighbour's fence. Exactly. You're not following through properly. You're constantly knocking the dog on. Oh, g'day, Nat Fife here again. I yeah. do mind if I just get my ball from the pool in the backyard. Yeah, fucking hell, Fife. Oh, it's a wet ball. Fucking hell. Yeah. No, it won't happen again. Yeah. Well, for another five minutes. <laughs> Bang. Bloody Fifey. Oh. <laughs> what an annoying neighbour. Yeah, fuck you, mate. <laughs> Stop your goal kicking. Hey, um, but where's Jesse Hogan going to find the time? Like, he's, he hasn't got the time to fucking leave a pub <laughs> and go and practice his goal kicking. You know what I'm saying? Like, and do you really want Harley Bennell doing any extra work? The moment the guy fucking runs onto the field, he pops his calves. Pops his, yeah. You can't have him practicing his goal kicking. You can't have him run out in the field. Hey, did you hear that that sniper, Gary Ablett, doesn't like being called a sniper? It's funny how snipers don't like being called snipers. Yeah, Chris Scott said last week that he's getting a bit annoyed that people are calling Gary Ablett the sniper. Mm. Uh, Gary Ablett the sniper. But I would say, uh, if you were an actual genuine sniper, mm-hmm. you'd be pretty proud of that. Like, well, actually, if he makes... in the army, you'd be like, what do you do? You go, mate, I'm a fucking sniper. Well, he actually makes the point here. He said, um, Ablett's annoyed about being a sniper, even though the fact he is... A, he's one, filthy sniper. One of the worst snipers the game's ever seen. Exactly. And he says... Uh, Maybe because he's not being called a filthy fucking sniper. Well, they, they, I find it funny. It talks about how he's not a sniper, even though even he, he is clearly a sniper. Is a sniper. Yeah. <laughs> he said he accepted that he has a flaw in his head-high blocking technique. Oh. <laughs> you know when you get taught in junior about your head-high head blocking, blocking technique? technique? Yeah. Which Gary has seemingly in the last few weeks um, believed to mean... Um, Elbow and forearm people in their head. Well, that's what a head-high blocking technique is. If you do, so. it, if you execute it properly, you get the handball off and then you run at someone and you block them in the head. There's only one way to do it, and that's with your forearm, like a sniper. So if Gary says that he has a flaw in his head-high he blocking technique... He doesn't at all. No, but maybe the flaw is that he's not knocking them out. Gotcha. Like he's not he's sniping not going hard, hard enough. enough. Yeah, right. Because I would say his head-high blocking technique has been flawless. And that's fair to Gary. Like, if he he's, hasn't been a sniper for that long... Yeah, he hasn't got a long history of being a sniper. Now now he's getting into the... You know, I had to adapt the game moving forward and sniping a lot. Maybe he's not quite used to how to snipe. 
I would say he's the best head high blocking technique person we have in the game. Mm. Like he, if you're a young kid and you go, how do I, because this, this is the thing about Ablett. He's just so good. He's a freak at everything he's done. Now he turns his he- uh, hand to being a head high blocker. He's number one in the game. Yeah, yeah. Over the last couple Champion of weeks. Champion data has shown that. Yeah, exactly. Number one, he's leading the league in head high blocking. Yes, yes. That's what people are looking for now when they're looking at the kids in the, you know, the country areas all around the world. Oh, at looking, the draft combine. Yeah. Mate, the, the guy, he's head of high blocking tech. They're terrible. We're Did not you, drafting him. I watched the footage of the US, US combine that I had for last year. basketball or NFL? For, for Australia, for Australian rules. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was, okay. It was all about, yeah, um, what do you call it? Standing jump. Mm-hmm. Um, your vertical also, leap Yeah, your vertical leap yep. uh, Your you know, 40 metre sprint mm-hmm. uh, And then also your head high blocking technique And yeah. how were the Americans in that? They were pretty good at it actually Because okay. a lot of them come from football backgrounds Where you can, you know, use your Well, to a degree, use your helmet and stuff like that Put yep. your hands up um, Yeah, the basketballers, well, they weren't that great with it yep. But the hockey players, oh, they were fucking sweet Yeah, no, they'd be great at it <laughs> I just think there's not enough uh, head high blocks in our game at the moment well, you talked earlier about how it could be a badge of honour to be a sniper. Mm. And Gary Ablett seemingly is not wearing his title of sniper but that, that well that, at this stage. That goes with Gary Ablett, though. He's very shy. He's media shy. He doesn't do a lot of media. So to be known as a sniper, I'm sure within the confines of the Geelong rooms, they're going, you're fucking great sniper. He's like, I know. I, know. <laughs> I just don't want everyone He's else. He's humble man. Yeah. Humble man. Yeah. Why don't we you know, send a message to him on Instagram? You're a dirty, filthy sniper. Yeah. And maybe maybe put a, put a picture of a, a bullet. Like just a single bullet? Single bullet. Because that's always a bit more frightening than anything else. Yeah. Put a bullet like in a picture of a mailbox or something. It's great. Send that to Gary Ablett yep. and, and see if he likes that. But also just go, be proud of it, Gary. Like we're not we're not having a crack. Yeah. You are one of the best filthy fucking snipers. Well, he talks in uh, from Chris Scott. In days gone by, let's say Matthew Scarlett, if I can embarrass him a little, mm. if people said, Matty, we think you're a little bit of a sniper, he'd almost take that as a badge of honour. Says Gary's different. He doesn't like that reputation. Come on, Gary, get a bit of the scarlo about you. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Heroes don't want to be known as heroes. So you know, when you are a, a hero sniper like Gary Ablett is, mm. he, as we said, he's too humble. He doesn't like wearing it. That's the thing, though. If like if someone came up to me and said, you know, I'm a fanta- you're a fantastic sniper. You're yeah. one of the best snipers I've ever seen in the game. Thank like you. you, you can't, you can't. You know, do much with that. You got to play a straight bat. When people compliment you, you always got to be like, oh, yeah, thank you very yeah, much. I appreciate or, it. And then yeah. when they turn their back, bang. Yeah. <laughs> Just give him a little clip of the back of the head. They're like, did you? And you go, mate, I'm the fucking best. I knew you were good, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Then you go tell your friends. You go, fucking Gary Ablett, snipe yeah, me. Fucking snipe me. Fucking hell. I'm not, I'm not going to wash the back of my head for the rest of my life. Should we do some footballers in real life, Adam? Let's do it. Oh, no. First off, do you want to buy an AFLX franchise? You know what? I do. I think you do. Because, I mean, we got a bunch of cash here from these stubby holders. Yeah. Wayne Jackson Studios. It's uh, making a lot of money. Why don't we head down to the AFL and buy it? Because they have a thing. The AFL is keen to continue with AFLX. And why wouldn't they be? It's been an absolute success over the last two years. First, we had a uh, Melbourne premiership amongst uh, three Yeah, I think Brisbane won one and then someone else won one. Yep. And then last year, we had the Rampage taking it all out. Took it out, Fantastic. Yeah. So they're not quite sure yet what they're going to do in terms of having, you know, the stars play or have individual teams. So they're going to put it out. I think they're going to put it out to teams if they want to buy a franchise. Okay, much like they bought AFLW franchises. Yes, and also bought eSports franchises, I suppose, as oh, well. Oh, yeah, Essendon has yeah, an eSports yeah. franchise, um, they? So they're going to put it out there and, I suppose, measure the interest that they get from people. So basically, if only five teams want to buy a franchise, mm. then it would just be a five-team comp. Is that right? I suppose it would be. I don't know if that means is it worth people's time to, you know, 
well, put it on TV so. or put it at Etihad Stadium? See, I think the the uh, like the best of kind of comp that they had last year. I think the players, like, sorry, the All Star comp that they concept that they used last year. I think the players appreciated that more because they got. Uh, $50,000. You'll be there. That's one thing. But also, all the players that I've talked to about that yep. have always said how much they loved it and they love playing with the other people. Yeah, I guess you don't get to meet uh, other players like that because there's no more international rules anymore. Yeah. yeah. There's no state of origin. Yeah, you get to play with people that you might admire or even mates, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because I suppose a lot of people, maybe people on that team, the captains, maybe just picked mates or picked a few people that they knew. Yeah, I guess so. But I also too, like if you, I know, I know he didn't play, but if you've been on the receiving end of a head high block from Gary Ablett, mm-hmm. you get to see, you get to ask him, how do you do it? Yeah. Learn from the best. Yeah. Gary, when I grew up, I wanted to be as big a sniper as you are. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind teaching me how to how do I go be about a it? dirty, filthy and sniper? And also, not only are you a dirty, filthy fucking sniper, but... You never get suspended for it, Gary. How do you manage that? <laughs> what are you doing? Teach me. Teach me a great one. Yeah. Your dad was a sniper. You're a sniper. <laughs> so what happens if 18 teams want to buy an AFL? I think, it, I think it's inf- infinite. I think they franchise. say they can, they can all have one. I don't know what these things would go for. But yeah, I think, I think they go, hey, if you want to buy one, you buy one. And then they'll work out the deal. I think they go, if you want to give us free money, free money. Oh, yeah. Because basically, what do you get for an AFLX franchise? You get, what, a few, maybe a, a different jumper. I'll give you a couple of jumpers. We'll give you a few balls, Hawthorne. We'll give yeah, you a few balls. Oh, but, and hey, on us, we've, we've already got the website name for you, okay? So, so yeah, okay, let's look at what the clubs get out of it. So, mm. say you do bid, you get to put your players at risk. Yes. And it said that uh, it will continue on with the same sort of non-contact, uh, you know, the way the game's been played, that no one goes near each no other. No one's touching just, each other, yeah. Yeah, and they high-kicking. So... You get your players running out. They get a little bit of fitness. Perhaps you might win a meaningless premiership. Yeah. But if all 18 teams do it, do the players get extra payment out of that? They're not going to get 50 grand extra like they did. Uh, no, they won't. No, that would be actually a question for the AFLPA, hey? But also then, they're not going to do 18 in one venue, are they? They're going to have to do those in three different venues like they did the first time. Or we're going to be there for four days. Having said that, I don't mind that. <laughs> but again, it's like the AFL going... So what if, like... Two teams go, oh, yeah, we'll buy a franchise. I think they'll keep that very fucking quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and then go back to the ramp. Go back to the ramp. The all star yeah. concept they had. Yeah. yeah, I think they keep that under their hat very, uh, very cynically. I, I think it would be great if, like, you and I got to bid. Well, I mean, it'd be kind of fun if they did open it up. If they didn't get any interest, if they did open it up to people and you could buy, fra- you could buy a franchise. Because what, what are the AFL trying to get out of it if they are trying to sell the franchises? Are they trying to market AFLX? To us, or if they if they gave it to you know if punters could buy a franchise, hmm. are they trying to make money out of it, or are they trying to market the game to people who already watch the game? They want to market to the people who no, they want to market to the people who don't watch the game and don't play the game. Yes, so by give putting them this it in modified Melbourne. version where they can play. Yeah, by putting it in Melbourne. Yeah, to people who already watch the game and know and, the you, game. and they'll show it on Fox Footy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to get at. Is like, who exactly is AFLX for? Because uh, that way it should be held in like New York. Then you'd get players going. Who are really there. fucking keen to go? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that—that's where you're showcasing it on the fields that they always go. Oh, we can't. Met we, life. we can't find oval fields overseas. Do it at MetLife. Yeah, yeah. You'd fill it out, would you? You'd fill out AFLX at MetLife. I guarantee you would get eighty-five thousand people. Yeah, okay. No, that's a good point. <laughs> New Yorkers are keen to. They'll go watch anything, and they definitely go watch. You know, Rampage play the. 
What were the other teams? Rampage, the Bolts, Bolts the Deadlies, and the Flyers. There you go. Hey, pretty cool. That's, that's probably worth like a, a point in a trivia competition in about 10 years. Yeah, well done. Shall we do a few footballers in real life, Adam? Let's hit it. Or do you want me to do a few more Carlton jokes? Um, I don't think there are any more. You good? I think you've, uh, you've pretty much covered them. Here from Brendan, I was working behind the bar at Mount Goat Brewery last night when a man approached the bar, saw his face, sharp jawline and red stubble and thought, gee, he looks familiar. Served him a beer, then realised under the green New York Jets beanie was none other than football clickbait journalist Sam McClure. Seemed to be enjoying some beers with mates, watching the footy before leaving at halftime of the Eagles-Demons game. He came up for another beer and tried the crossbreed release with us. Uh... And, and Garage Project? Oh, so it's like a, maybe a oh, side yeah. beer that uh, they're doing at Mount yeah, gotcha. Brewery. A chai chili imperial stout. Isn't that interesting? Ooh. Which was way too fancy for him. He stuck to basic beer cho- of choice, steam ale. What's your take on the steam? Oh, you don't drink beer, do you? No, I don't, yeah. That's a shame. What's steam ale? Oh, it's just one of the beers that Mountain Goat has. Ah, gotcha. Uh, I love the uh, Mountain Goat Hightail is uh, my beer of choice. And if Mountain Goat want to send any... Uh... <laughs> yes, we would uh, gratefully accept many, many slabs. Uh, here from Matthew, as I left Collins Square for a Friday lunch, you could say I'm doing very well for myself. I noticed a well-dressed older gentleman in a crisp navy suit on his phone walking towards South Wharf. This man was clearly doing very well for himself. He looked familiar and it wasn't long till I remembered who it was. It's the greatest of footballers, Dad, JGD. He was on a mission and quickly vanished into the distance before I could gather myself. JGD, mate, we got a sighting. It's been a while. Now, Southworth, that's in the Docklands area of Melbourne. I'd yes. say he would come out of the AFL offices where he works. What does he do at the AFL? Um, is something operations or something? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So after he did that Essendon bit, yes. I think he then had maybe a bit of other work and then went to the AFL. Yeah. So that's why I never see him because I imagine he's now in the corporate section if he's right. at the game. Got you. Doesn't feel the need to be in the AFL members, the MCC members anymore. Because he's above that now. Yeah, above he's that. He's doing even better than that. <laughs> yeah. We'll keep those. Uh, keep your footballers in real life coming in. We love them. Hey, uh, we're going to hit the road, Adam. We are. Before we, are. we do that, hey, let's tell them. Uh, you can get your uh, Junk Time stubby holders at uh, junktime.bigcartel.com. It's, uh, it's coming up to winter. Winter's going to be here in, what, two or three months? Yeah. Ha, <laughs> um, Yeah, so get yourself a stubby holder. Perfect for your mountain goat beer. Yes. We hit the go road. We're Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, Junk Time Alpha Pod on Twitter and Facebook and the gram. Go Hawks. And
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.